people 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 as promised it is a part three of this week's echo chamber and um yo this is great this is great we're looking at a new indie flick and then speaking to the star so people let's get it get it right shall we get it get it yes we will all right let's Okay, people, so let's start off with a look at the film, shall we? And that film is called The Way. Okay, so The Way is the new film from writer and director Khalil Dastan. Um, it is produced by uh jen brewer uh we got chris smith dastan and ellie jane it's executive produced by andrea brooke uh sheta khalil and Reza Mosavi. Music is from uh, Reza Safina. Cinematography is handled by Yejini Zouk. It's edited by um, Dastan and Drake Booth. Uh, Dustin Cole Blackburn handles the casting. Design production is Vanessa Plaza Lazo. Set decoration is Maxwell Mahan and Will Santos. Uh, we have a Jean Carlos Vanessa Gonzalez, Rachel Lund Olson, Robert Motta, and Bali Wengler handling um, hair and makeup. Production management is Nikki Freeman and Megan Fillmore. So our cast, well, we have got Ellie Jane. She is um, our lead. Our, yeah, I'd say our lead in the joint. She plays Jane Arks. We then have uh, Kelsey Watson. He plays Max Stone. AKA Ben Jordan. We've got um, Master Jin, played by Joan Wong. Um, Tyson is played by Lorenzo Antonucci. Richard is played by Will Lupadaris. Um, Bob is Dennis Delzing. Um, Frank is played by Oscar Balderrama. Jake, Jane's son, is played by Caden Ellis. Um, Vera is played by Amber Gaston. Father Ross is played by Charles Mays. Walden Handen, Hander is played by Michael Ray. Um, 
Jason Lilly is played by Eric McIntyre. Dr. Blackburn is Noel Tuland. Nurse Johnson is uh, Karoki Corey. Nurse Smith is Diane Yankirk. Uh, we've got Lady Blue, played by Erin McClow. Um, Officer Smiley is played by Megan Smiley. Uh, we've also got... Um, do, 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 do. Um, Alice played by Jenna Carr, the medical executioner played by Casey McCullen, um, the referee played by Peter Harper, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I feel that's our that's our main group of people. Um, the gist of the film is this. 13 years ago, Jane Arks was condemned to death after brutally killing her opponent in an underground street fight. Now, in just 24 hours, Jane will be executed for her crime. During her 13 years on death row, Jane has undergone a major evolution under the tutelage of a fellow inmate and Kwai Jean Master Jin. Learning the way of Kwai Jean and ostensibly gaining supernatural abilities. As the day of her execution arrives, um, Jane embraces her punishment in the spirit of transformation. Max Stone, Jane's boyfriend, as well as correctional officer and part of the execution tie-down team, has very different ideas. He is willing to do anything to save Jane. Will he kill others to save her life, or will Jane help him see the light and to let her go? So, uh, yeah, that's essentially the film. Now, um, Dustin... Kali, he, um, you know, he did put out a statement on, uh, you know, the film's website, which says this, the way an action drama, a story of brutal underground street fighting, spiritual martial arts, family, grief, and ultimate redemption, galvanized through radical self-responsibility and the true freedoms it brings. As a filmmaker, I capture and interrogate emerging masculine and feminine models in storytelling today, beginning with a, with a strong female lead and a cast that is multiracial and cultural, mirroring humanity. Also, I interrogate the spiritual way of living expressed through the esoteric and practical lifestyle sense, not with an intent to teach or preach, but as an aspect of the character's way of life, affecting their paths, choices, 
and experiences, turning a prison into a temple, for example, and recognizing that the human experience is the spiritual experience, the depth and breadth of these elements make for an interesting, compelling, and entertaining film that is simple and elegant in its delivery. I mean, like calling your own film, you know, <laughs> elegant. I, I mean, yeah, it, it takes a little sign to be that, right? But um, it's interesting. Right, so we kind of start off knowing where this is going, right? Just with the imagery and everything like that. We see the execution notice signed, right? So we have all of this. Now, we then um, have this kind of discussion about good and evil. It's a little bit clunky. But I think it kind of, it's there to serve a purpose, right? And we then see Jane. Now, we don't really know the time frames in the film. You know, none of that is really stated. I mean, there, there, I think we get a 10 years but from a conversation, but that's about it. Now, what we do kind of see so we have incidents from the past in jail and out of jail now the in jail ones are kind of depicted by the um scrubs i don't know the uniform right the clothes jane is wearing right past is a dark blue and present is a sky blue, right? It's a navy blue and a sky blue. I don't know. That's what it seemed like. It's interesting to know if that was a conscious thing or, or what, but that's how it kind of seems, right? Um, the dark and the light, yeah, just all of that kind of jazz. But yeah, so we, we start off having Jane in the past, aggressive, angry, and you know, that kind of sets the the, the mark, right? It is kind of looking and seeing how she goes from this to where she ends up, right? And I think that's that's the film. You know, there is there's a there's a <laughs> there's a lot that is a little clunky, right? And also you you kind of wonder how the fuck is Max a parole officer? Like, a, a parole officer? What would you call? Um, prison guard, right? How the fuck do you get to be a prison guard after everything? It, it, there, there is all of that. And then there's also these conversations that happen. And you just... It's, all, it's one of those things, right? Where, where, you know, someone's in the next room or something like that. And you have people talking, but you're just like, yo, with the volume in which you're talking, everyone can fucking hear. Plus it's prison. And you feel there's cameras everywhere, you know? 
And if it's not in the cell, there's a phone call that you're just like, yo, you are saying way too much on this phone line. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because we definitely know they listen into the phones, right? So, yeah, there's some conversations and there's these, these things are around Jane and Max and you just be like, I, I, I don't know how much of that really makes sense because it, that seems a little bait. It really does, you know. Um, what I think the film does do, though, right, it is that whole thing of redemption. And listen, how many times have we seen people go to jail for murders or just doing some heinous shit and they come out completely different? You know what I mean? Completely different, different viewpoints. And then, right, they're they're trying to help, right? We've seen gang members go and then come out and do gang outreach and just all of that, right? This is a thing that happens. It really is. Um, Yeah, you know, Rick Ross, right? The real Rick Ross. You know what I mean? Like, he's a big kind of advocate now. It's just people like that that, you know, do these things. So I think we can understand that. And so seeing that journey that Jane goes on, that's the, the more powerful part of the film, right? And it's, it is that thing. It's coming to terms with a thing that you've done. Right. And we see this with conversations that she has with Max, with conversations she has with the priest, you know, and I think that's the big thing. Right. It's these conversations. It's this realization that, yeah, I did a thing. So I kind of accept where this is going, but I'm still scared. Right. Because that's I think people sometimes mistake acceptance for then, you know, you, you, you can't be scared, right? And, and that's not a thing. Like, you, you can know something's coming, except it's coming. You can still be, you know, wary. You can still be scared of that happening. But there is that acceptance that helps you deal with it all, right? And I think a big thing right now is, uh, like, people do a lot of craziness, don't really want to admit that shit. Like, how many times have we seen people going, that person should be cancelled? And then someone dredges up stuff from that person's past. And it's just like, oh, yeah, no, I did say that. But, you know, I've changed. And be like, yo, so the person you were saying should be cancelled, haven't they changed? Right? And it's not accepting your own shit. So I, I, I think the film does have this journey for Jane, right, which shows these things. And I think that is the big part of the film, right? Because, yes, yeah, some of the dialogue is not necessarily the best, you know, but I think this whole thing for Jane, that is what holds this up, right? We, we see... 
just the stuff with her kid. I mean, the stuff with her kid, it, it, again, it's not really fleshed out too much, right? We don't know why and all of that. We just know this thing happens. But we know before that, we were a nice little unit. There were plans, there were hopes, there were dreams, you know? And all of that comes crashing down. So, yeah, I mean, it would have been interesting to see maybe some of the case, right? Because there, you could say there's mitigating circumstances because of how everything goes down, right? Could say that. And it's an underground fight. Right, it's an underground fight. Everyone's calling for death. Like it's just crazy. So there, there's a lot, there's a lot around it that I think would have enriched the story. You know, I think it would. But again, you know, the the thing, even though these things aren't there, and it is a shame. Right, what we do get with this whole redemption tale and all of that, and then just the way the film ends for Jane, right? I think that is definitely the strength of the film. You know, the film is very good on that front, you know, which is, I think, is important. Right? I think that part is important. It's showing these sort of things, this sort of story. So, you know, in that statement Daston has, I, I, I get it. I don't think it fully meets that. But all powerful him for trying, you know, and yeah, some of it he does show well. Right, some of it he does show well. So, if you like, you know, the these kind of prison stories, this this whole look at redemption and how people get there, right? The things people are willing to do for loved ones, just all of that. Then the way, hey, the way could be for you. You know, could be for you. There is some nudity in the film. I don't know if it was needed. You know what I mean? I don't really know if it was needed. Hey, but yeah, it's there. So, you know, it might not be for your younger viewers, but everything else, you know, I think everything else, yeah, I, I think people could palette, understand, process, just all of that. So, yeah, The Way is now out on all your favorite VODs. So if this sounds like your kind of thing, people, maybe you want to, uh, you know, go on your own journey, right? Go on your own journey and find The Way. Okay, people, so now we've done that. Let's talk about the, the star of the film, whose yeah, name I pronounced wrong, and I pronounced wrong for most of the interview, right? So, you know what I mean? But, hey, she is incredible. She's lovely. 
crazy friendly and engaging as a heck. I am talking about none other than Eli Jane, people. And you will not want to miss this one. Okay, people. So, joining me today is Ellie Jane, who is the star of The Way. Like, Ellie's done it all. You know what I mean? Basically, models, stunt woman. You know what I mean? Just... A crazy ass career, Ellie. So, um, yeah, I'm hoping you are ready because we are going to get into everything today. All right, let's let's get into it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I mean, you know, because we, we kind of we've looked at the way. So let's um get into that because it kind of seems to touch on some of the things that you've kind of brought to your life right so you know Kwai Jean Kwai Jean is that how you say it Kwai Jean uh Qigong Qigong okay yes so um you know the martial arts which you know really kind of centers the character and I believe that's something you do in your own free time as well so it's like um yeah, how did this role come come to you? <laughs> I love that question. It's always such a loaded question. Um, well, first of all, luck. Um, but then also I'd have to say a lot of it was kind of life experience and it just happened to be the perfect um, combination of where I had been and where I am today. And so I just was really... I really related to the character and I think that it was just one of those things where it was like I got lucky it was the perfect um film at the perfect time and I just you know I hit it so I hope I did a good job I I really enjoyed doing it a lot and I could relate to the character and I just used my life experience so when people ask that it's like kind of my whole lifetime you know, and I like to say that yeah. too for those people who, you know, maybe starting later on in life and think, oh, you know, uh, I don't have much to do. But the thing is, like, you can always start again. You can always start a new career. You, you know, you just never give up. That's that's the thing. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that's a bit. I think back in the day, it was the 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 mindset that you had to start these things young. But we've seen over the years the people just doing countless things, you know, later on in life and having a lot of success. So I, I think when you see um, certain journeys, it, it definitely helps, you know, it's that inspiration to be like, oh, damn, I could do this too. Yeah, and I think too, it's just, it's a lot of fear. It's like negative self-talk, but it's all us getting in our own way and telling us we can't do it and I'm too old or I'm too fat or I'm, you know, like all of these negative thoughts that the only thing, the only person that's standing in the way of it is, is me, right? Because mm. <laughs> I'm the one saying that to myself. No one else is, well, they could be, but fuck them. You know what I mean? <laughs> it, wrong. Yeah. No, right. but that, I mean, that is the, uh, you know, the best mindset really because i think whatever you do right there's gonna be some people that are like oh that was great and then some people will be like nah nah 
wasn't buying it. Don't like it. And a lot of the times, you know, I think some people might have some fair critique, and but sometimes people, it, it, there's no merit to it. Really, they're just saying it just because they might be in a bad mood that day. You know, I mean, there's so many other factors why people might just go, "Nah, you're rubbish." Yeah. And, and really, what they're thinking in their mind is, "I'm rubbish," so I'm going to reflect mm, it on you. Yeah. So that's scary, right? Because you know, and that's why when I when I got approached to do this film, I'd done all this work. Cause that was me. I was the negative Nancy, <laughs> such an old saying, but I was the negative a person who was, you know, being rude about other people, but really it was an inner struggle that I had like all of like women deserve all these things and blah, 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 blah. But really it was like an inner struggle with me. And I clearly realized that like, I needed to do work on myself before I could help you, you women, bop, 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 like, right. Cause like, mm. it's internal job so in order for me to make a better planet like i gotta do work i have to make myself better no one else is so yeah sometimes but sometimes you know my acting it can be trash but whatever live and learn you know hey, it, <laughs> like, learn it. well i think that's the thing but you know there, there's been times when i've had to give presentations at work and stuff like that and there's times you do it and you're like i killed that and then other times you'd be like, "Ugh, why did I wake up today? That was so bad. So bad. That project is not getting off the ground. You know what I mean? But it's like you often know, right? You often know what you did wrong and you'd be like, ah, you know, and sometimes it's just not your day. Sometimes it might be an experience thing, but yeah, sometimes it's just a shit day. Yeah. You know what I mean? We all have shit days. Yeah, no. for real. But <laughs> but this isn't like your first acting role. So you mean you've done other things. So what was it that was, you know, giving you that doubt at first when you were kind of looking at this? The doubt, even the negative self-talk or? Yeah, just all of it. Because you know what I mean? Like, hey, anyone looking... You've been pretty friggin' famous, right? Pretty successful, you know, a model, right? You've done these previous films, right? Mm -hmm. you, you, the stunt work and just all of, you, you've done stuff, uh, like more stuff than a lot of people have just even dreamed about doing, right? Some people just, I wish I could be a model. You didn't. Mm -hmm. I wish I could be a stumper. You've done that. Yeah, I wish I could act in something. You've done that. So, like, you've done all of these things that there's been people that just wanted to do a percentage of what you've done. So where's your doubt coming from, right? Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you for saying that. Um, and again, sometimes, here's the positive, right? Sometimes people see in you things that you don't see in yourself. Because it's my life, right? So I'm I'm yeah. so closely attached to it that sometimes I don't see other things that other people can point out to me, right? And good things and bad. Like I could have a character defect that you're pointing out to me that I really need to fix. Or I mean, I'm going to get to that later, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll say that um, I got to... 
age 35 and I really wanted to do more feature films. I wanted to do more leading lady. Um, and I kept getting in my own way. Um, I was still drinking, smoking weed. And, um, then I ended up with this eating disorder and I was killing myself. And, you know, the funny thing about the camera is, you know, it doesn't lie. So unless the camera wants somebody that's really fucked up with an eating disorder who has bloodshot eyes, you know, I wasn't working that much. So, you know, it's a blessing and a curse, right? In, in this case, for me, I look at it as a blessing. I wasn't getting those jobs because I had more work to do on myself, right? Mm. And I got sober. I, you know, fixed the eating disorder, which I didn't see. I didn't think it was a problem. Um, and I just started healing. Like I, um, I think sometimes life happens and then you forget to do the self care for yourself. And that's kind of what happened. I just, I wasn't treating myself kindly and, um, I had some work that I had to do, you know, I had to take a hiatus. Yeah. What was, so what was the thing the so obviously there was the, the, the part of you is like, I'm not getting these roles, but what was like the real big thing that kind of was just like, yo, Eddie, fix up. Like this ain't working for you. Right. So, for, okay. so after doing all those things, I started doing an inventory of fears, right? So one of them was schoolwork. I was uh, going back to school. I was so fearful of going back to school again. Right. I'm 35 going back to school, humility, having to go back to that humility. I've already been working and I really had to get through this fear of going back to school. I went back to school during COVID. The universe kind of pushed me to do it. Right. It's like, well, you got fired from your day job, you know? Um, and then I started taking classes and I booked this role so that was a huge uh, moment for me was to go back to school nice and how's that going it's going good um it's going good for sure i i mean i learn something new every day if i'm lucky splendid like um when you uh, when's the graduation like how many more years i don't think i'm ever going to graduate from learning i think if i do then that means i'm, I'm going the other direction you know what i mean i'm like dying mm living um so i plan on continuing you know to if not be a life student to be a student you know if i'm not working to be going back to school and studying you know at least you know now i i, I keep talking about covid um it's just changed so much um how we audition how much we audition time-wise i can get so much more done in a day i'm so sorry about the pandemic and but it's really pushed me to, I do yoga and studio at home. I do all my meetings at home. I do all my auditions at home. So I have so much more time in a day and I can really sit at home and fine tune and then watch back, which when you're going to auditions in person, you can't see, I got a tick here. You know, I realize I got this freaking eyeball tick. You know, I got, I got some other things anyway. <laughs> I'm able to put it back and go, oh God, I need to work on that. And I can work on it as long as I want. Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. I love it. No, I, I mean, listen, the pandemic, it was, yeah, it wrecked a lot of people's lives, but it's kind of the great reset for a lot of people, right? Because it gave people the opportunity. Sometimes you were, uh, you know, you made redundant from a job you hated 
So then you had the time to go, okay, what are the things that are important to me? Let me pursue that. Or, you know, for yourself, it's like the audition process. You were able to fine tune that. So I think there were, it, it gave people a platform to renegotiate their lives a lot of the time. So I think it is fair to be like, hey, this worked for me, right? Like it, it was bad for a lot of people, but for some people, hey, good things came out of it. And I think you take those bad situations, right? You take those bad situations, they're those learning curves for you. And if you can make something good out of it, why not, right? Why not? And so look at it. You can look at it and be like, yo, this was positive for me. So I'm glad it was positive for you. Well, I think also 9-11 was when I was homeless and on methamphetamines. So that was 2001. 2001, yeah. And I remember when that tragedy happened, I just crumbled, as I'm sure a lot of the world did. And I remember when this you know, tragedy struck I wanted to do the opposite. You know, I just had that mindset. A lot of it is mindset, right? How do we talk to ourselves? How we think, you know, how can we make things positive and go towards the light, go towards the love? I love that, you know? How can I, you know, anyways, I could go on, but I'm going to stop there. No, that, hey. <laughs> yeah, I think mean, it's things sometimes people need to hear. So, hey, never stop yourself, man. Just let it go. Right? It'd be like that chicken, that frozen -y film. You know what I mean? <laughs> Let it go. Right? <laughs> so, yeah. So, okay. So, you went back to school and then you, this role came along. So, did you, you know, see it online or someone sent it to you? You auditioned? Like, what was the, the process? So, there's a breakdown for actors where they can submit. Um, you know, I have an agent or I can self-submit. And this just happened to go on the basic breakdowns, probably because it had stunts involved. A lot of the times I have a stunt background, so um, they'll put it in both. And, you know, I'm like, if if some, my agent's not going to work for me, I'm going to work for me, right? Because this is my job. I learned that in sales when I was selling perfume on the streets when I was young. It's like, you know, I can't blame it on you for not working for me. I have to do the work, right? So yeah. I got to put as much time as I did selling those perfumes or I'm going to be selling, working for someone else. So that's kind of what I did. And um, I think he was casting for six months and he had some serious names that he could have chosen. And he chose me, you know, I went in, per it was a long process. So um, it was auditioning online via Zoom. And then finally we went in for an in-person video, uh, in-person meeting. And I just got super honest with him and like, here's my experience. Here's how I know I can relate to this role. You know, I've been homeless. I've been drug addicted. I've, you know, I have the stunt background. I was a gymnast, like, and now I'm towards the light. So I know what it's like to be in the dark and I know what it's like to be in the light. And I really think that, you know, I can handle this role. So, um, yeah, it was such a long process. And, you know, when I, and such a great character arc, you know, um, as, as an actress, so it's like the, it was the perfect combination to have, you know, such a high, high and a low, low, and it was all centered around this character. So, you know, setting intentions, right. When I started setting intentions about where I want to be in the future, 
you know, when I was started doing the work on myself, mm. this was one of the intentions that I wanted. I wanted leading lady roles. So for me, it was like a, a dream come true. And it was also like an af affirmation that like, you know, so you, so you shall seek it. So it will find you or something like that. It's much better than <laughs> when I say it, but you know, I mean, seriously, you put it out yeah. to the universe and it, it will come if you do the work. So. Well, I think that's the thing, right? It's, it's doing the work, you know what I mean? Because it's like you had an agent and a lot of people might think, all right, well, that's it. Like they will now get me roles and they won't look themselves. But it's like, as you said, you have to still put in that work, still look, because they'll be looking, but then they've got a different criteria maybe in their minds. Mm -hmm. So they might have seen that role and gone, mm, I don't think it's right for it. Right. But you saw it and was like, no, I want to do that role. So sometimes there's that. Sometimes they're just looking in a different place than you might look. So it's just like, yeah, you have to, if you want something, you really want that thing, why not look yourself? Why not move on different fronts to try and get that thing? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I think that's what we need to do. And I think a lot of times people, it's a lot of half measures, right? It's just like, well, I've done that. That's enough. And it's just like, well, what else could you do? Mm -hmm. right? Is there more you could be doing for yourself? You know? No excuses. Exactly. exactly. Excuses, excuses are like assholes. Everybody's got them. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. There might be people without. Who knows? <laughs> Who needs to judge, Eddie? <laughs> <laughs> I love that expression, though. <laughs> <laughs> Don't give me any excuses. That for me too. Like I don't have, you know, like I'm, I'm pretty tough on myself as you can see. Um, and I tell bad jokes. My um, <laughs> son's <laughs> always like, mom, mom, no, you're, no. Um, he's my toughest critic, you know. I well, love uh, you need someone to center you, you know. Totally. Oh, God. <laughs> Totally. <laughs> All right. So what was the hardest part of um, of doing the film? Because, yeah, there's the fights and, like, the emotional things. And I got to say, right, I, I did think the, the, the strongest part of the film was the, like, the self-reflection, the, the, the journey that Jane was on. I, I thought that really seem to resonate you really kind of believed that she was going through this process well to be honest um when I was doing that one scene and that was the scene I auditioned with it was uh, when I was talking to my well boyfriend baby's daddy um I was talking to my disease I was talking to my drug addiction and it killing me. And, you know, um, I just kind of, again, use life experience to, to transition, right? Like you have to let me go. Like I had to let that love and right. Cause 
if you're, if you drink or you use alcohol in excess and you're an addict, like that becomes your everything. That is your lover. That is your best friend. That is everything. Right. So it's like, if you love me, you've got to let me go. I mean, if like, if I love myself, I have to let me go. And for me, it was like, I just had to trust that there was something higher, that there was a higher purpose for me on the planet. Um, that there, my work here wasn't done and I wasn't really wet, ready to give up. And um, I completely, you know, transferred to the other side. But I will say, like, I don't regret it. You know, I mean, yeah, I did some stupid shit, but like, I wouldn't be who I am today. And today, like, I love, I love me. You know, I can't say that I used to say that. Like, I can sit here and I can love you from wherever you're logging in, you know, because I love me. So um, without the darkness, I don't know if I would have ever had the light that I have today. I, I think that is a, it's always an interesting thing. Because I think a lot of people will hear that and go, is she crazy? Like, why would you want to go? Like, why, why would you want to go through shit? Like, why would you? Can't you still be happy without going through that? But I do understand, because I think it gives you the appreciation, right? Seeing the other side of something, you then truly appreciate the things that are in front of you. And I think that we see it a lot, right? There's people that get things easily, right, handed to them, and they don't appreciate it or how many times have you seen people enter a relationship and then it ends and then they realize sometimes a month later a year later years that that person was their person and they fucked it up mm -hmm. right because they just didn't appreciate shit they didn't understand the darkness right so they couldn't appreciate the light right so sometimes we need to go through to be like okay i don't want to go there again right or okay that's rock bottom i can appreciate this right now for sure for sure without the darkness you know there isn't light <laughs> yeah it's i mean i i don't think you have to but i think that for me in my experience um, I need both sides. You know, I think that life is a healthy balance. And when I start to numb out on food or sex or alcohol or whatever it is, anything that's consuming me, I'm missing out on life. I'm missing out on joy. I'm missing out on sadness. You know, um, like my auntie is not doing well right now. It's sad. It's so sad. Right. But like, I get to have these feelings and these emotions and like I numbed out for so long, you know, and I ran from so long that it feels so good to feel. Mm. I love to feel, I love that I can sit here and have a conversation with you and connect. I just appreciate it. And I did, I had to lose people. I had to lose custody of my kids, you know, in order for me to learn valuable lessons. But I will tell you, those children saved my life. If I didn't have those kids, I probably wouldn't be on this planet. And it took the loss of 
custody of them for me to figure out how to get my life better. Yeah. It's crazy how things like you don't know until something like that happens. And then it kind of, you work it out, right? Mm -hmm. It clicks into place and you can prioritize and understand, okay, these are the things I need in my life. Mm. So what keeps you balanced now? Which, which what was the things that keep you from tipping one way too much? <laughs> well, I have a great community around me. Um, my kids are now older, so they're out of the the house. Um, I've kind of created a, a life, you know, a different life, right? Life takes on different evolutions, you know, from being a mom to, you know, being a stunt person to being a model to, you know, there's all these different evolutions. So, you know, I have book club, I have, I'm involved in this wellness. Um, I go to a lot of different wellness meetings and even work with that on time from time to time. And I just have a really good core group of people in my circle that I know I can, I get along with all my family now, all my siblings, <laughs> like my mom, my dad, like, I mean, <laughs> you know, I wasn't talking to them. So I have like, since I did all this work, I now get along with everybody, babies, daddies, like I'm telling you life is on fire. <laughs> you know? so, um, I work out, I eat healthy. You know, I try to be conscious of what I put into my body. Yeah, just trying to balance it all out. Man, yeah, that, that's good. That's good. It's funny how, you know, I think exercise and food make a, can really make a huge difference on your life and the way you feel. It's, it's, it's crazy because you wouldn't necessarily think it, especially when you're younger where you can maybe eat anything and just do crazy things and everything is still pretty cool. But then as you get older, you understand, oh, shit, there needs to be a balance, right? I can't just, you know, eat junk all the time or just sit around and not do any exercise. It's, it's a weird kind of thing that you kind of realize. And it's not taught in schools, which is kind of yeah. weird. For sure. And I, you know, the one thing that I wasn't utilizing during the pandemic, I was doing yoga and when I was auditioning for this film. Um, but once I booked the role, so funny, right? What inspires us? Like, is it food that inspires us? Like as long as we keep getting inspired so that there's movement. Right. And once I booked this role, I, he was like, you have to start training. And I was like, training? He's like, yeah, run. And so I started training with a boxer for three months, Carrie. Um, gosh, I'm drawing, I'm drawing a blank on her last name, but she's a semi-pro fighter. Her name is Carrie Christine. Um, and I just started running. And I was like, why does it take for somebody else to tell me to start running? <laughs> you know, for me to do it. And then I realized, oh my God. Whoa, like I start running and like all these inspirational thoughts and feelings. And I was reading a script the other day. I'm running on the treadmill. Oh my God, it all comes to me. Right. Like the inspiration comes. Like I need my journal when I'm running. Like it's those, right? Like mm. so crazy. I don't know. Do you have that? 
Oh yeah, no, for sure. But I think it's like because you're do you were doing a yoga, so you're kind of probably thinking, well, this is I'm doing good shit right here. So you, you know what I mean? You don't think I need to add this next thing, you know, to the lexicon. But yeah. then when someone mentions it and you start doing it, and then that triggers these different kind of feelings, emotions, endorphins, then you realize, oh fuck, I need this. Yeah. This is helpful. Right. I, I used to get that doing like jujitsu. Like I, I just love jujitsu. It's in it's insane because it's just like I think, you know, I, I've heard Rogan kind of describe it as like a chess. You know, but it really is because you're thinking about these new steps you need to take. And, okay, in this position last time, they caught me in this, so I know to move here and change this. And, and like, when you're doing it all the time, you can see the improvements, right? You, you start to understand the motions and the connectivity between everything. So you'd be like, oh, if I move there, they're going to catch me. If I do this, I could then go there and then I could maybe put this on. And so you just think and you, the synapses are going insane. And then it just like the creativity. Whew, mm. Man, it, it just gets you going. It's ah. like the flow, right? Yeah. It's the flow of life. I love that analogy, chess. And like, I could just see it. It was like a ballet, like right when, I, when I'm balanced, I find that my life is like that. It's mm. like, I have this like really powerful high and then this really low, low. And I'm like, and I'm like, universe, are you, are you messing with me right now? It's like, I, I don't know how to explain it. Like, how did the universe know that I needed that like feng shui, qigong, you know what I mean? That's mm. kind of qigong. Um, the other thing I want to talk about was uh, we had an all-female stunt choreography team, and our coordinator was Amy Sturdivant. I don't know if I said that right, but I wanted to mention her as well. I mean, we got so lucky on this film. First of all, to have a director that wants to work with so many women, um, I really, I, I just appreciate that so much. You know, I, I don't want to under, I, I want to make sure that I express my gratitude for that, mm. uh, and you know, I, I kind of felt like a kid, you know, it just reminded me of my gymnastics, but it wasn't as beautiful as thinking about gymnastics with someone else. I think growing up, even though I did gymnastics, it wasn't like a team sport and the flow, right? Yeah. God, that was just so beautiful. Um, so yeah, anyways, it, it just reminded me of my childhood and I loved the stunts and playing with other people, you know, fighting with other people. So I could see her draw with that. Yeah. There, 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 there's, there's something to it. Because I'm like, you know, I, I try and go to the gym most days, but I just don't enjoy it as much as I enjoy jujitsu. Mm. There's, there's something with that or, you know, kickboxing, Thai boxing, just those things, there's something different to them than just going, like rock climbing is also, there's also kind of that thing because, you know, as, as you move on to a different like run and you're trying these harder grips and moves and stuff like that, 
there's de- definitely an adrenaline, an adrenaline rush with that, but it's still not quite the same. So it's, I, I think it's that added component of, you know, testing yourself against other people mm-hmm. that really can, I don't know, trigger that thing sometimes. Yeah. I love oh. Yeah, sorry. No. I know. I was just saying I love that. Mm. I think that was the other thing when I was took that time off. I did a lot of commercials and music videos, which it's very short term. You know, you get like one day or three days at the most. Um, and I was really seeking, I don't know if it's because I was getting older, but I was really seeking more long-term relationships. Um, I think it also speaks volumes even in my personal life. Like I would rotate men every, I don't know, five year, something like that. And I got older and I really wanted a long standing relationship. I found a man that I don't ever see foresee leaving, which is new. Um, but also in my career, like I wanted things where, I mean, I still talk to Zestan on a regular, you know, I, I wanted to build a friendships and relationships. And again, that took the work of me working on myself. <laughs> Cause like, if I can't stand me, how are you going to stand me? Right. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. I just, I love working with others now, you know, I mean, the opposite of addiction is connection. I love to connect. Now I'm really grateful when I get an opportunity to do that. I, I, I think it's that thing about bouncing ideas off of people, right? It, it's that, I don't know, it, it, it's funny, right? Because, we, we, you know, we talk about jujitsu and movement and, you know, stunt work and that kind of thing, but it's the same with conversation, mm-hmm. right? There's a synergy in it, like connecting with people, sharing those thoughts, those ideas. Even if I was like to say to you, oh, you should watch this film, and you're like, ah, I didn't really like it. But, we're sti- but you're still, you know what I mean, like hitting back and forth, you know, that ping pong, that kind of, you know, synchronicity of the flow. And and I think that that's something that I think it was definitely missed a lot of the time during the pandemic because, you know, not sometimes speaking with people like you normally would speak to people, but it makes a huge difference having that in your life, being able to share those things, talk, with that freedom, that confidence that you're not being judged. Mm-hmm. Right. And then not judging yourself. Mm. Again, I'm my biggest critic. <laughs> Half the times the voices I hear in my head are the voices in my head, not something that you're saying. <laughs> I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't necessarily think it's a, there's like, you know what I mean? Because I think there's sometimes it, it's just like, you know what I mean? It can stop yourself from doing something stupid. Right. But, you know what I mean? Because plenty of times I've nearly done stupid things. I remember as a kid that, that there was this wall and I was like, I'm going to jump over that wall. And then I was like, actually, what's on the other side of the wall? I'm like, I don't know. I don't care. And then I walked up to the wall and there was a huge ass drop on the other side. I was like, yo, I'm going to jump over that wall, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but it was all up here. This is weird conversation I'm having with myself. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like no one else is seeing it other than the fact when you're walking with confidence and then you slow down and your head, your, your conversation is going. You're like, what are you doing? 
know, I'm going to try this. Don't do it. You know I mean? But otherwise, no one knows what you're doing. Right. But yeah, and sometimes that does it. Or sometimes it's just like, I remember if I got something wrong, right? Sometimes you'd freeze up a bit and you'd be like, oh, no, what have I done? God damn it, everyone's going to. But now I, I can fluff words having a conversation and it's just like, eh, who cares? Right, no, like, who's gonna take offense? No one, like, uh, people understand. I wasn't trying to fuck up their name, or I wasn't trying to mess that word. It was just, you know, just these things happen. But you can tell yourself, yeah, don't worry, man, it's cool. You oh, so while we're at it, my name is actually pronounced Eli, but I always tell people that as long as you call me and just call me, it doesn't matter. <sighs> it's fine because I go by a different name every day. <laughs> it's not a big deal to me, but you know, I mean, and you know, what's so crazy um, to your point is I remember when I was, you know, with the negative thought, I used to get so wrapped up in, in stumbling on words and, you know, I was like my own critic, mm. like, I didn't make sense. And like, I wasn't, you know, talking about what they were talking about. And, and like, you just, the crazy thing is like, right, sometimes I feel like we're in that place at that exact moment to be whatever representation of whatever needs to be. And, and sometimes it just can't be explained. Sometimes I could say, maybe it's a word that you needed to hear. Maybe it's just one word, right? You just don't know, right? So I just try to show up and hope that, you know, I can be of service in my words, even if they're not proper. You know, maybe somebody needed yeah. to hear the word Ellie. You know, I always tell people, they'll be like, you look familiar. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you remind me of blah, 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 blah. And I say, well, make sure you call blah, 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 blah. Because like maybe the universe brought me to you so that you can reach it out to that person. So maybe that person is hurting or maybe, you know, that, that person has information for you that could help you. Right. We don't know. We're all just beings on this planet trying to figure it all out. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I think that's uh, that's the thing, because I think there's times when you'd be like, oh, man, that reminds me of blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But then that's it. Right. You do nothing with that. But then I, I think now if I if someone comes to mind, I'm usually going to just hit them up and be like, yo, how are you doing, man? <laughs> yeah. You know what I, mean? I mean, I don't know. I just watched that thing. Remember, we liked that thing, and or I listened to that. So remember, we went to that gig, and blah blah boom. So I thought I'd just hit you up and see how you're doing. You know, yeah. we don't. I think in the those younger years, we don't do those things. But I think life and experience it 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 helps you understand. Like, why do we let these moments go by all the time? Like, let's reach out to that person say hello why not right we only have right now mm. yeah be here exactly be right here <laughs> <laughs> i have a pair of aloe socks you flip them around if you don't know what aloe is it's a yoga line i'm obsessed i do my yoga through them anyway <laughs> the socks flip around on the other side it says be here i love that it's like being in your feet. I live um, right at the ocean. And again, uh, these are the, these are the blessings, right, of, of sobriety for me. Um, I don't know if I could have ever lived at the the ocean, you know, when I was under the influence. But 
I, you know, I, I wouldn't have been able to appreciate it like I am now, you know, in the mornings I see the pastel colors and then in the evenings I see the neon mm. and around noon, of course, there's bright blue and there was dolphins and I can go put my feet in the sand and to not get too spiritual. Cause I know people, some people cringe, but, um, and I hate to talk about too much of that, but, um, you know, for me, it's just really important to be one with nature, you know, to put my toes in the sand, to look up <laughs> like the film. Um, <laughs> but um, I'm, I'm doing advertising. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> right. I mean, it, it's important to me that I, that that's also part of my balance is, is nature. Knowing that I'm not in charge. I just, I'm here on this planet as, as a gift know what i do with it you know it's up to me and my higher higher whatever purpose power whatever you want to call for me mm. higher animal i don't know higher thing higher thing than you know i'm just a being trying to be at one with you know the universe so. yeah I, I i you know i'm i kind of i'm down with that <laughs> Sorry, I got really deep there. There's the qigong. <laughs> but we can go dark. Yeah, but I think when you think about it, when you think about existence and just everything, right? And you look at the universe and how friggin' just vast, vast it is, right? To think, oh, we're the only ones, and then it's just like, you know, I was listening to um. Oh gosh, Randall Colston. I mean, his name is Randall Colston. He um he he kind of looks into ancient civilizations, right? And it's and it's just like how Egypt is two different kind of cultures, right? When you look at the architecture and the styles built two very different styles and it's just like just all of these things and these different events that would have wiped out most of humanity and we had to restart and it's just all of these different things have happened and when you look at it and just look at you know how Incan temples were built that if the sun shines through on this one day one day of the year it hits this one point Right. And you're like, how the fuck did they do that? Right. You know, so it's just like when you look at all of these crazy things, it's just like, yo, yeah, it, it, there must be more. I have no clue what the fuck it is, but it must be more of something somewhere, some, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's weird. It is weird. <laughs> it's so deep it's so deep but you know I think I've done enough destruction in my life that um, again that's the balance you know I feel like I need to, to balance out a bit more with all you know my selfishness and for me and you know that was just what I did when I was drinking and using and you know I, wasn't, I have a lot of uh, amends to make you know whether it's, you know, not, not throwing anything out the window and picking up trash or whatever it is, you know, I caused a lot of destruction and I was really selfish with my behaviors and, 
I've caused a lot of destruction in other people's lives. So I hope that I'm able to share and inspire and, you know, hopefully by the time I lay down into this earth, I'm able to, you know, again, serve a higher purpose and to, you know, do something good, you know, balance. Yeah. Life. It was, it is like, uh, you know, a, a teaching kind of thing, right? Because it's just, I mean, we learn all these things in life and why not share that information? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think it's like too often you see people with knowledge and they want to squirrel it away, right? Mm-hmm. Withhold it from other people. Like you don't deserve this. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, oh, if I tell you this, you might usurp me from my position. And that is that always seems like a crazy mentality to me. Right, because I just think it's just like it's better to be in a room with crazy smart people than be the smartest person in the room, you know. Because I think it, unless there's those people challenging you, pushing you, you can find yourself devolving, you know, without conversation, you just find yourself just dulling down, and that's just ugh, it's the worst feeling in the world. Mm-hmm. So it's great to have people to bounce things off of, have great yeah. conversations, you know, just to someone to be like, nah, I don't agree with that. Or that's not going to work. And you're like, really? Okay. And then it gets you thinking about, okay, what can I do? How can I change this? What's mm-hmm. the next step? And that, that keeps you moving. That's the petrol of life, as it were. You know what I mean? That's a good way of life. You know, so much has been given to me. I hope I'm able to to give back. But I do remember thinking, I, I've had those thoughts. I've been that person. I've been that dark person, you know, that I've thought, oh, I'm not going to tell anybody because I might not get a job. Or I want that job. So, you mm. know, I've done that. I'm guilty. I'm guilty of a lot of shit. You know, I'm far from perfect. And um, again, that's why I could relate so much to this character you know there was a scene in there that I you know I just I was angry at someone and that was me fucking hitting that person you know it was probably you know I mean there was a lot of emotions that that went with that scene you know Uh, especially when you're drinking and using you put yourself in situations and clearly not clear-headed to figure out what's really going on um so yeah, all this to be said, you know, I can definitely also relate to the dark, the darkness and being the dark person and wondering why am I not being invited places and why do I not have a lot of friends and why is no one honest with me, you know? Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I think if everyone's on it, if everyone's had those thoughts, you know what I mean? Like, as you said, like the majority of people have, for however long, right, being like, huh, why would I want that person to be here? Right? It might, you might have just thought it for a split second and then change your mind and be like, what am I doing? Right? Maybe you held on to that mindset for, for a while. But I think it's, as long as you you understand, right, you've seen that thing and then you make that change, 
It's all power to you, man, because it's just like I don't think anyone can say the people that try and claim that they're lily white are full of shit. And we have seen that countless times, right? <laughs> people calling for someone's cancellation because they said a certain thing. And then someone finds that they said even worse. You know what I mean? And it's like, <laughs> oh, you forgot about that? <laughs> yeah, I forgot when you went and did that thing. <laughs> you know I mean? Oh my god, it's so true. Huh? <laughs> that's so true. Yeah, I think mean, we just need to be honest with ourselves, yeah. right? Of, of the things that drive us, the things that scare us, right? The, the things we need in life. For but sure. you've done that, right? And a lot of people haven't done that. I try, you know. I um. I want to live this life to the fullest. You know, I want to have no regrets. For sure. Mm. So, you know, ah, what? Like, there's different things I want to like ask you about. Um, all right, let, let let's do this one, and then we'll go to the back to the fight scene. Okay. Right? Because I I'm curious about. And, and it's a thing that we often see in films and TV shows and stuff like that. And that's like the nudity element of it. Because it always seems a little one-sided, which is, it's a weird thing. You know what I mean? Because, you know, you see like female full frontal and that kind of thing. But then... Like, it's these weird scenes of then the guy's in bed, but then he gets up and you just see the back. And it's just like, we know what's there, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> most people have seen the, you know, female and male body. Like, there's nothing that's like, ah, no, I've seen a penis. I've seen a vagina. Ah, I'm going crazy. It's going to corrupt me. It, it's a weird thing that, seems to happen and there doesn't seem to be any logical reason for it but what you know when you get a role and it calls for that like what do you think like especially when there's other moments right so there's the moment with you and um ben this is Ben rather than Max. This is just like, ah, come on. Because that's the actor's names. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's like, because you, you have the scene with him, but they don't really, you know what I mean? We don't see him, like just topless a bit, but then you're kind of, yeah, we see you. Like, so what, you know, when you read a script and you see all of this, is it like something you'd be like, mm, why? Like, why is it like that? Well, there's a few answers. Um, one, uh, I'm also a business person and it sells. So there's that. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, as an actor, in lead roles, a lot of times you get back end. Um, so it can be a smart business move if it's called for. Mm. Um, you know, I made this deal with myself that I would only start 
showing my boobs at the age of 40 if I hadn't made it on Playboy a long time ago, you know? <laughs> and, uh, well, Playboy's, I don't even know if it's still around anymore. And, um, you know, I changed. And I hit 40 and, you know, my body is, you know, not perfect. You know, I've had two kids. I bet I've breastfed, you know, children. So it's like these things served a purpose. Um, I'm pretty comfortable in my own skin. So it wasn't, it was called for, you know, um, that's my, my one note. Um, you know, it depends on the script, this script, that was nothing. You know, my dad didn't like it. My kids didn't like it. Um, they were like, couldn't you have given me some notice here? <laughs> All right. Turn around and cough. Um, I was doing a, the strip search, but, yeah. um, yeah, so I, I, I don't, you know, I don't have a problem with it, but um, I'm also pretty okay with myself sexually. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have any issues in, in that. Um, and also, I think as an artist, um, in order for me, my, my personal belief is like, which has gotten me into trouble, is that like, if I can't you know, show all of who I am on screen, whether that be physically or emotionally or mentally, then like, am I really doing my job? Mm. Um, and one more point in Europe, which, you know, we live in America, it's no big deal. Tits are like no big deal. So again, I think it's like how we're raised you know, ideally, it would be nice if we didn't have to show our boobs and everything. Um, but whatever, it is what it is. If it's called for it, it's called for it. And I don't have a problem doing it as long as I, I'm not known as the tit chick. You know, if Mo and Joe don't have a starring, that's the names. There's a joke, Mo and Joe. <laughs> There's another one, but I won't go there. Um, you know, if they need their debut in order to, you know, get a story across and to, you know, get somebody to like really think on a higher level and to see a different side, like then there's a purpose. And that might have been the purpose that somebody joined in to watch that Mo and Joe, you know. Yeah. It, it, because, yeah, there, there's nothing wrong with it. Right. Because that's the thing is. It's the human body. Like, mm -hmm. everyone has seen it. But it, it's just this... I just find it interesting when you have, you know, people talking about equality on sets and changes that need to be made. But then there's still this thing where there's not really an equality, right? And it's a, it's an odd one. It, it, there doesn't really seem to be a reason for it. Yeah, which is like everyone watched Game of Thrones, right? And there was everyone was showing everything in Game of Thrones, yeah. and no, no one lost their minds, right? No, like it was still one of the most popular shows on TV. So it's just like, eh, what are we doing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, I think that's women writers, maybe. Um, can help when you have a woman, you know, go through a male script to make sure that it's, 
you know, for me, it's like 50% of the population. So if you're going to have a male writer writing all these male characters, as long as there's a female coming in to write a female character and how she sees the, the female character, so it can be like generally uh, gender neutral, I mean, would be in a perfect world. Like I love major motion picture where it is a representation of one of each or it's just balanced, you know, however, gender, whatever, just, just, you know, a little bit of flavor here and there. Um, so I mean, you know, again, that's such a tough question because how, how do we fix that? Um, so that it's more equal, right. That's why I always say, uh, you know, uh, yeah. like, I'm reading a script right now where the guy's like, okay, you, you can pick the, you can pick the character that you want. We'll change the gender. And it's clearly a man script. Like it's just, I'm like, okay, but you're only going to reach half the population. Like, can we just have a woman do a rewrite and just rewrite? And I want to make the lead character a woman, just have her rewrite that one role so that it can be a little bit, I mean, it's like, I'm not going to watch a lot of like male driven I mean, I will, but I, I usually get a little bored. I like something I can connect to, you know, so, um, and hopefully, uh, you know, women are able to make more money and get out into the universe and buy their own movies. And, you know, I just think it makes it more interesting for me, you know, but again, I'm, I'm a woman. So, um, yeah. You're only I mean, telling me that now. Huh? You're only telling me that now? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to play a man, you know. I mean, that would be fun. Then I'll keep the male writer. <laughs> but even with race, you know, this film was, you know, it was done. You know, my husband was was black, and I mean, again, it was a, a representation of each. It was definitely a high intensity male character, uh, woman character. Um, again, it was just really well balanced in so many diff different ways. Mm. Yeah, no, definitely. And I, I think that is, you know, it it does add something like to a story. Like, I don't think we need to do like on every single film or every you know TV show, it has to be exactly the same. But yeah, you know, if you're telling certain stories right it gives a different flavor to them if you're mixing it up if you're having some diversity yeah in front and behind the camera for sure yeah. i mean i have to just throw this in i'm sorry i keep talking about gender but like when you have a generally a gender balanced set it's really lovely because if you have too much female energy or too much male energy it can sometimes really clash mm. but if you get the right people right it doesn't really matter as long as they're healthy um and, and if you do if you're able to if you have the luxury to go ahead and combine healthy males and healthy females you know and and diverse right not just you know we're talking all different diversities as long as they're healthy and they're all kind of working together we can reach such a bigger um geographic right we can do more change we can do more good we can you know you never know somebody could be 
about to do something crazy and then they watch a movie and they get out of themselves and they learn a lesson. And especially with this film, you know, it has such, such a different character arc, you know, where it's like, shit, I, that one movie could change someone's life, you know, could get them out of their funk. Could you just don't know with art. That's what I love. That's what I love. Mm. You know, Can I, one thing I want to ask you, right. Did the color of the scrubs, like uniform, the prison-y garb, was that done to reflect the mindset? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, because I, I, I noticed dark, dark Jane, not good Jane, light, sky blue Jane, centered, balanced, calm. Well, I mean, I think they were blue, but you'll notice like he was, he had everything so thought out and just, I mean, amazing. I ended up changing my scrubs when I went to go to the prison to, to get, I mean, when I went to go get the lethal injection. Yeah. Um, but you'll notice everything in my hair from my hair. Like it was like half up, half down. I started out with it all up mm. and then half up, half down. So he, he literally had everything all laid out. And even from the colors, if you look at the color scheme in it, you know, bad Jane, good Jane, different colors. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I wondered about that and I was like, oh, is that done for a thing or was that just coincidence? Uh, you, so you, I, I, I'm glad you're able to confirm that for me. You got to watch it because there's little things in there for you guys out there that haven't seen it. I mean, there are little things in there that you not only hopefully with the acting and the script, but also with the coloring and the hair and the makeup. I mean, just on thought of it all. So I'd like to mm. take credit. You know, I can only do so much. Makeup <laughs> 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 and yeah. All those tattoos, they're all, I don't have one tattoo. They were all painted on. How long did that take? Not that long. We had an amazing hair and makeup. Uh, yeah. She was pretty amazing, to be honest. I'm not going to lie. She did it pretty quick. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that, that That's definitely impressive. So the fight scene, right, where you, um, well, life changes for Jane, as it were, right? Yeah. So, yeah, you were channeling in that fight scene, right? Mm -hmm. Sorry, I just, I have a three o'clock interview and they just texted me. Oh, oh man, what's the time? I mean, I've, I've lost kind of track of time. <laughs> sorry, I just looked down and I'm like, oh shit, I didn't pay attention to your question. I'm sorry. Oh, no worries, no worries. I, it was just like, um, yeah, what like that you were channeling at that moment, right? With that fight. Um, and, I, you know, I read that you were picturing you know, Harvey Weinstein when you were venting yourself. Right. Um, you know, um, I hadn't really come out about it. And um, it was something that I really struggled with. Um, I'm sure a lot of people have had struggles in their life. And this is definitely a complicated story in my experience. And um, I was just angry at the whole situation you know, um, angry at myself because I had a part, I had a part in it. Um, as hard as that may sound, not everyone does, but for me, I did. 
I wanted an easy way out and I didn't want to go to school and I didn't want to do the work. I wanted to have someone else give me the prize, right? Mm. Clearly that's not true because I ended up auditioning for Dustin and I didn't have to do anything and I did the work and I got the role. So um, very complicated situation, right? And um, But I did have some anger there, anger at myself, anger at him anger at those around us, you know, um, anger at the generations before, um, you know, and I just utilized it. Um, and, um, right. Like that's, I think that's when we can utilize our pain and our frustration in a positive way. Um, you know, that's, that's a beautiful thing. Oh no, for sure. Right, because it's. I think there's throughout life. There's these teachable moments, right? We'll, we'll hit something and we'll do something one way, and then you'll look back and be like, "Ah, why did I do that?" Right, and then you might come up against that similar thing again, and then now you know you're like, "Okay, when I did that, ah, mm-hmm. that didn't sit well with me." So this time. I'm doing this right and hopefully i will attract from here on out what i you know what i'm willing to work with from here on out you know as opposed to being this different person and attracting a totally different energy and vibe because i do believe that whatever energy you're going by you will attract that same energy so hopefully since i've changed it like Jane did in the film. I hope that I'm going to attract the same beautiful energy into my life, my personal life. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it sounds like it's been working for you. You, know <laughs> you should check back in a month. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, no, I, I mean, you de- it definitely sounds like, you know, you're doing right things. And that's great. You know, like, do you have your next role kind of ready? Like, do you know what you're doing next? I have some things in the pipeline. I've got a film in uh, Texas I'm leaving for um, shortly, but, and then one that's, we're looking for a distribution right now. So that should be out shortly. And then I can, hopefully I'll see you again and we'll talk about that one and some other things that I'm not allowed to talk about, but yeah, you know, I'm hoping to continually be working on one thing or the other, and if not life, you know, so I'm always working. You just hey, that, that's the best way to be, for sure. And yeah, once once this new film is ready, definitely come back for a conversation. Great. We, we definitely need to do that. Thank you so much. And hey, no problem. I appreciate you uh, giving me your time. Thank you. And I'm going to just plug the movie. You can watch it on Amazon. You can watch it on On Demand, Apple TV, The Way. Yeah, people, the the links are in the episode information. So make sure you go check it out and watch Eli do her thing. Mm, Thank you. No problem at all. Eli and a bunch of others, amazing human beings that I got the opportunity and to work with so yeah no it's definitely 
And it's always an impressive endeavor to see these things come together and, you know what I mean, just hear the positive experiences people have making these things. You know, so, uh, yeah, I hope it's extremely successful to you. you. And, yeah, just, hey, everything just keeps moving in this great direction. Thank you so much. Hey, Thank no you for the interview. Thank you for being you and calm and wonderful and understanding. And, uh, keep doing you because it's freaking beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I like uh, I don't want to say, but yeah, thank you. I, <laughs> they they all agree. They're just not here to tell you. That. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, yeah, no, definitely come back. We definitely the door is always open for you and um yeah good luck with this film and all the things that are coming thank you so much all right you take care Eli you too all right bye Man, how great is Eli, right? How great. Just, man, just giving us everything. You know what I mean? So, people, go check out the film and go, you know, follow Eli to see all the great things that we know are in her future. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, that's part three. We are done. But if you haven't seen part one and two, the links are in the episode, people. You know how we do. So make sure you check those out. Go check out the films and enjoy your film watching, people. And, hey, I'm not going to tell you what's coming, but we have got something fucking huge. Something fucking huge. And, hey, I don't throw around those words lightly, right? We spoke to, um, you know I mean, Eugene Bird and Michael Beach, which was epic. So if we've done that, just imagine what's coming, right? Just imagine what's coming. So, people, we will see you next week on another, another great echo chamber, people. Enjoy the film watching, yo. Peace.